Very much gone but forgotten, the propeller heads. And not only the opening track of their only album, Dixon Drums and Rock and Roll, but that was their debut single a couple of years before Take California. You're with Julian on the Brano and a review of Army of the Dead and the continuing evolution of Zack Snyder. So I've had a lot to say about him over the years, that he's an imaginative man but a terrible film director generally. And how that's kind of shifting sands at the moment. I thought um, 300 was a pretty dire film to be honest, but um, iconic and watchable. I've always raised about Watchmen, I thought that was a fantastic film. Sucker Punch was near, actually unwatchable, I did turn it off the last time it was on TV, and I don't think anyone needs Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Galhul. That's a really bad title, isn't it? Uh, and then came the DC era, and he kind of became synonymous with failure at the DC era. Man of Steel, the first Superman film, I, I think Henry Cavill's a terrible Superman. He, he, he doesn't have a differentiation between Clark, Clark Kent or Superman. In retrospect, it's probably the most interesting of those DC films. Um, what followed after that, Batman vs Superman was dire, and um, the first version of Justice League was an abomination which was taken out of his hands. Um, I think the death of his child and then the fact that it was tanking anyway. And then there was this long period where I hated the attention of Zack Snyder's Justice League cut and, and bemoaned its existence and actually reviewed it this year and gave it 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was um, a very good film and a, a new paradigm for superhero films, this four-hour... And a new paradigm for films because it wasn't a director's cut. They spent another $80 million filming new stuff. It looked completely different. It, it felt different. The performances were different. Everything about it was different. The story was different. So it was a completely new paradigm. So he'd come back with Army of the Dead. I noticed the next film that he's connected to is Army of Thieves, so I'm assuming he's franchising himself up, which is a zombie film. And um, they have not done well recently. I think we had the peak post uh, 28 days later, peak of zombie madness and The Walking Dead. Um, and things have petered into nothing lately. So I wasn't holding out much hope, but it is the first post-Justice League film. And that was the first film that I really felt that he actually understood directing a film and the screenplay, um, rather than just throwing ideas at the screen like Michael Bay does. This time around we get David Bautista, who is um, following in the heels of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, out of the wrestling arena and into acting. And it's debatable at this stage who's the better. I think The Rock is an incredibly gifted and talented entertainer for very surface level films. I thought he outshone by miles Kevin Hart, a professional comedian in uh, Central Intelligence, that dire film where he is capable of being very, very funny and he's probably the most high-paid lead actor in the world at the moment. He, he doesn't really go for drama, but Dave Bautista is arguably even better because his comic timing and comic roles in the Guardians of the Galaxy have become legendary. And um, he's actually shoehorned in a few dramatic performances, Blade Runner 2049, so he's picking some interesting stuff. He's a lead here. And the setup of this film is great. It's absolutely great. In fact, it's too much of a good thing because we get the same as Watchmen, which has one of the best opening five minutes in movie history. 
where it goes through Bob Dylan's The Times They Are Changing and tells the whole story of The Watchmen. It's an amazing achievement. They do the same here, telling the whole zombie army thing, and you kind of think... You could have probably made at least two movies out of what you see in the opening 10 minutes. And it, it the thing is, Zack Snyder doesn't have enough valve. So even though it's dazzling and amazing, you get enough of it to that it starts to drag. It's just overwhelming. All these, like, you get three seconds of a story arc, three seconds of a story arc. After about five or six minutes, it starts to sort of lose its impact. But it is still pretty incredible. So uh, it starts with um, a military convoy taking this big thing uh, in a box and having a head-on collision on the, in a remote highway and out jumps this army of the dead leader who is biting people and turning them into zombies. It then goes through, it cycles through manically over the next 10 minutes, all these different elements that happen, which is um, the zombie armies rising up. And basically they all get confined to Las Vegas Zack Snyder's actually getting a little bit knowing here. So the entire Las Vegas area is walled off, and inside are these zombies which are allowed to roam. And we see that the society has gone through all these zombie wars, and everyone in the surrounding areas all lost family, and they have refugee camps, and, and they have, like, not gun runners, but people that will go in at night and take people to places because there's a lot of money left in Las Vegas, and the whole city is now owned by these zombies. So... This um, rich guy comes to find Dave Bautista, do I say his name right? Yeah, I do. Um, to organise a group of men to go in, or women and men, to go into Las Vegas to find his vault where there is $200 million waiting and to extract it. And that's the plot of the film. Although you've travelled a considerable way to get to this point. Um, and the rest of the cast aren't very famous, but... Um, in fact, virtually no one in it I'd ever heard of before, at all. So, I don't know, Ella Purnell, Amari Hardwick, this is all a cast of, um, for me, unknowns. Um, and they're not bad, they're as good as, you know, pretty much any of the other people in this kind of endeavour would be, slightly better, I'd say. So, they head off into um, his daughter, who is, I think, Ella Purnell, um, she's turned her back on him yeah Kate Ward Ella Purnell is his daughter and she works in the refugee camp on the edge of Las Vegas and she's turned her back on him because um as we see and there's some grim macabre humor in this film as well we see him him having to execute his wife in front of his daughter um and they've become estranged of for some reason because uh, she turned into a zombie as well so this ragbag of people, all desperados, form a group to go in. So it's a standard Ocean's Eleven mixed with a sort of Michael Bay film heist movie. But the setup is that they have to go into Zombieland, which is quite good. I actually quite... That something fell off the microphone. Um, I like the setup. They managed to mash those two elements together. Don't recall a zombie heist movie before. So I thought it was pretty damn good. And obviously they go into Vegas and then they find out that the zombies actually aren't just zombies. They have this incredible society where there's a hierarchy of people like the first guy that escaped who are sentient beings and they have brides, um, very disturbing brides. And Ella, Woods, um, Ella Purnell, as um, Bautista's daughter, is going with them because her friend actually went into 
try and get five grand. We're, we're shown echelons of money here and what people will do for money, which I kind of like. Bautista and his right-hand woman, like they're saying we'll split 15 million each. When you get down to the lower echelons, they're saying, oh, we're going to go in for $10,000. And the one that um, Ella Purnell is chasing actually went into this death zone for $5,000. So we get a good indication of the desperation. And eventually it becomes a zombie heist movie where they have to um, pay homage to the leader of the zombies, but also, you know, tippy-toe around them. And then they have the inevitable zombie battles. Now, I was really impressed by this. Um, not, I wouldn't say it was a great film, but again, I find myself thinking that Zack Snyder is improving as a film director. Like Guy Ritchie, someone I've never given any credit to filmmaking before. He does a number of things that are really good here. People have complained that it is two and a half hours long. It doesn't need to be yet. I really appreciated that he has learned patient filmmaking. The build here is incredibly long and based on characters. And I actually quite enjoyed that. Rather than being hit round the head with action all the time, it's very character based. And it takes and given the fact that we know kind of what's coming with the, you know, zombie denouement and the reaching the bank vault, we kind of know what's gonna happen. So the fact that he stretches out the part of the film where we don't really know what's going to happen, I actually enjoyed. Um, it's beautifully shot, uh, very high res, uh, very colourful. Obviously, this is Vegas and we get uh, some incredible sunshine. Um, I, I just thought his filmmaking here was such a higher standard than the likes of 300, where he just has visual ideas in his head, gung-ho, masculine stuff, and throws it at the screen. Here it was a more thoughtful build that went on for probably an hour and a half. And um, I liked the mythology of it. I thought the um, he took two obvious things that were already sitting there that no one had really combined. Um, the violent, He doesn't need to have that many zombie battles in the film either. I thought it was going to degenerate into one after another and it didn't really. He makes sparing use of it. He makes blackly comic use of it, which I wouldn't have ever given him credit for having a sense of humour. Nor would anyone that had seen Batman vs Superman or Man of Steel. But it's actually quite funny. And Bautista here is really good. He's soulful and he holds the film together well. Crucially, it doesn't take itself too seriously. There are moments of extremely funny black humour and horrible deaths that are still extremely funny. Um, and even though the plot, I think you could work out mostly, it throws in some curve. <coughs> excuse me, throws in some curveballs along the way, which are very entertaining. And um, he and I like the fact that he, he isn't afraid to go for the scorched earth angle. He doesn't he doesn't need everything to be left standing at the end by miles. And I really appreciate it. So I thought this was a good long form watch. Okay, um, if it had been a you know a Michael Bay film, it would have been torture, but it isn't. It's um, the characters are actually quite likable. Um, Bautista's excellent, and um, the the colourful photography is really good. The violence is not overwhelming at all, but when it is, it's really horrible and and quite funny. And Snyder seems to be able to helm a patient screenplay, even in a zombie apocalypse bank heist movie 
So I actually liked it better than most of the critics have anyway. So I'm going to give Army of the Dead another positive tick in the direction of Zack Snyder's directorial abilities. A 7.5 out of 10. 